Three, two, one, Dave. Hey, you're about to listen to episode nine of High Tea with Old Waver, but before... Three, two, one, Dave. Hi, HTWOW listeners. We're about to get to this episode's... <laughs> Three, two, one, Dave. Now we all know that blow... Uh, blowing. Jesus Christ. I'm too drunk to do this. Do you know what you're going to say? I have it in front of me. I'm just... When do you want me to chime in? At the very end? I don't know. Three, two, one, Dave. Hi, HTWOW listener. Before we get to this month's episode, let's give some love to the Blowout Podcast Network sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets for sports and concerts is always a confusing process. If you don't get in on the pre-sale, if you don't have season tickets... You can probably end up getting screwed, but SeatGeek is different. They've figured out an app and a website that makes it easier than ever for you to buy and sell tickets if you've got extras. I just happened to look at SeatGeek for uh, some Red Sox tickets. I'm going to Boston in June, and I've never been to Fenway. Can't wait. Looked at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the first place to look for tickets for any game or concert. You have the app on your phone. You can look at it on your desktop. Uh, it does the price comparison for you. You know, when you're looking at tickets, Toby, you don't always know, is this a uh, a reasonable price for this vantage point? Am I getting screwed? Is this guy just like jacking up the price or is this fair market value? Right. <laughs> well, SeatGeek does the homework for you because uh, they search multiple ticket sites. They make sure that you're getting the best possible deal. And they also want to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. So every ticket is given a grade based on value. So you know exactly what you're looking for as you're shopping. You can find the best deals for your budget. Best of all, because you are an HTWOW listener, you can get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. How do you do that? Well, to get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app. Go to your uh, app store on your phone. Get the app, then go to the settings tab and add a promo code. Then when you go to the promo code, enter old waiver, O-L-D-W-A-V-E-R. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. It's amazing. It's free. At least the $20 is free after you buy your tickets. But it's our gift to you. It's our SeatGeek sponsorship gift to you. We encourage you to download the SeatGeek app today and enter the promo code Old Waiver. This sucked. Okay. Ooh, let's watch. I'm guessing. We're going to go with um, something about whales. Not the country. The whale that ate Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that on. Okay. Is that okay? I don't care. We're, we're doing a podcast. I don't care. I don't care what's on your television. Well, we're having drinks, and we're watching TV, and listening F- Just to focus music. on the show. On the whale show? No, on the show that we're doing. Oh, yes. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to play a song? Well, I'm, I'm trying to talk about the Clan of Zymox thing, and then get to I'm sorry, I got the reason distracted. that we were talking about Clan of Zymox to begin <clears throat> with.
made of stone Charlie Clark No way home Ring on the dancing horses Headless and all alone Shiver and sing The words Of every all over the world but mostly in Texas you have found episode 9 of High Tea with Old Waver it's the March 2018 episode we're glad to have you thank you for being here once again my name is Dave Lane I am also known as Old Waver on the Twitter and on this show and my co-host my best friend in podcasting, Toby Pipes, also known as High T, at Toby Pipes on Twitter. How you doing, Toby? I'm good. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing well. <clears throat> we learned our lesson. We uh, once again slammed a beer before we started our first show beer. It's a good idea. It's always a good idea. I mean, I feel great. How do you feel? I feel really good. Things are sounding good. You are uh, once again on your game, engineering this podcast. Thank good, you. Good fade out. Good fade in. Yes. With our bed music. Do you think there's at any point we're going to ch- need to change the bed music? I mean, maybe uh, maybe when we hit one year. Okay. You know, when is one year? Uh, August. If we make oh. it to August, we'll make it a year. Wow. And maybe we'll have to do uh, another big DJ gig to celebrate. Yeah, what did you think about that? Was that fun? Yeah, so if you didn't listen last month, we uh, publicized, promoted the fact that we were going to have our our first HTWOW live event, our DJ gig at Off The Record in Fort Worth. And uh, I only had one guy come up and say, hey man, I love the podcast. The place had a lot of people in it. I don't think it had anything to do with us. No, it was a Friday night in Fort Worth and... And it's a cool place. We at least didn't chase everybody off. That is a... It's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. It might even be cooler than the the off-the-record Dallas location. I think I've only been at that location one time on accident, the Dallas one. But man, I really... Fort Worth needs that bar. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a little bit bigger than the Dallas one. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, (laughs) I enjoyed all of the... (laughs) sweet jams that your brother Todd brought. Yeah, he brought some good ones. Sean played some jams. Tim... Uh, Tim played one song. <laughs> did he play... Was it a Genesis song? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he played something off of Abacab. Yeah. Uh, and, it, um, it, it, but that's was, all right. He's it, the one that brought all the people. That's Tim, true. Tim brings the people. Yes, Tim does bring the people, and he hosted the after party. So. Yeah, he is the Fort Worth um, king. <laughs> we do have to talk about the um, technical, technical difficulties, difficulties because... I guess people are just inherently terrible. We found out when we got to Off the Record Fort Worth that someone had, and they were only open 
maybe two months at the time that we were there last month. Yeah, and they've done a great job. It looks awesome. Yeah, but someone in the first two months of them being open stole all their cables and all their needles from their turntables. And so we show up with crates full of vinyl. Yeah, I think we were getting something to eat ahead of time down the street, and all I get is a text from Dave going, Hey, did you uh, did you bring any needles? <laughs> yeah, I get there. <laughs> Which is a really bad sign. I get there and nothing is set up, so I set everything up, and then I realize, holy crap, there's no needles. That is one thing that, I mean, they can't help the fact that someone stole their needles, okay? But they could have at least set everything up, right? Yeah, they could have, but and they, one but they of the, hadn't. And remember, because of the grounding issue, uh, the grounding wire wouldn't fit all the way, so one of the turntables had to be... Turned sideways. Yes, yeah, turned sideways, and we had to get a drill and undo a screw on the side. Yeah, there were a lot of issues. We had to ground one of the turntables. We had to find needles. There was one guy who was there who DJs there a lot, and also was, he, he had barbecued a bunch of meats and they had like a supper club there so there was like free barbecue nicest awesome. guy oh my in god the world. do you remember his dj name oh crud i can't remember his name but yeah he was the sweetest guy and he he came up and was like hey what's going on we were like man we didn't know that we needed to bring our own needles he's like oh i have one in my pocket he had one in his coat pocket so we had one needle and then we had uh, your buddy, Mr. Drunk Helpful Guy. Your best friend. Yeah, my best friend who kept assuring me that he wasn't gay, but also kept assuring me that we had a lot in common. He was at, why was he, I didn't hear the gay part. Why was he telling you that? I don't know. He was just making a point. He was like, you know, I'm not gay, but you know, uh, uh, I, I think uh, you and I have a lot in common. We should really hang out. <laughs> Weird. It was I didn't really hear weird. that part, but man, he loved you. Oh my god! Yeah, he was ignoring everyone else and really spending a lot of time working on me. And so he <laughs> he lived, I guess, a couple blocks away. And he was like, "Yeah, I have I have needles at home." And I was like, "Well, if you want to go get one, I'll I'll buy you a shot." So he goes home, brings one back, and then he's like, "It may not work. I dropped it on the way here." <laughs> and so we put it on, and it just tears right across the record yeah it, just, it does not work and so he's like ah, let me go uh, home and get, get another, another one. one and then the one he brought back after that it played everything backwards remember that right. it started and if you started in a song in the middle it would just play from the middle to the beginning right it, it's however it was weighted it would just drag back towards the outer edge God. of the record and so we took it off and i put it back in the container that he brought it in and then later on, he was like, hey, where are my needles? And I was like, dude, I put everything back in that container that you brought, and I gave it back to you. And he's like, oh, dude, I thought that was just trash. I threw it away. Jesus. And I was like, what But do you remember when, he, when we figured out his needles didn't work, we went with one needle and just plugged up, uh, had an eighth inch straight in, right? Yeah, we were so playing started, from our phone. Which was fine. Because we're mixing from one turntable and the phone, which was, there was, everything was working out great, sure. except that dude was trying to make the turntable work, and then he fell down. Right, he kept on saying, hey, just let me show you something, just let me show you something. So he, we are like, okay, go ahead, go up there and try and get it to work. And so he would go up there and try and get it to work, 
and it wouldn't work. And then when he tried to get up off the riser that the turntables were on, he fell <laughs> and just <laughs> made the record skip, skip and drag and all the way across. It was a nightmare. The first 10 minutes was a nightmare, and then it got really smooth and good. Yeah, the, the latter uh, two, three hours were very fun, very chill, yeah. and I can't wait to do it again. And then another we'll be more dude, prepared. Another dude came later on with a needle, just plugged it right in, and he was like, don't worry about it. The weight's fine. Just put a record on there. It's going to be fine. And we played, and we were like, what? Do you know who that guy was? No. God, two but guys the, yeah, just say this. I wish I could remember the DJ. What? what what was his name? It was DJ... DJ Fluke or DJ Flu? I think it was just DJ Flu. Yeah, DJ Flu. Nicest guy from Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved to Fort Worth from Memphis because he thought that Fort Worth had a cool music scene. Way too positive to be... Yeah, well, he's not. he was like in his early 20s. He wasn't jaded yet. Yeah, and he hasn't been in... <laughs> Hasn't been in the DF dub area enough but to yeah. where he's been beaten yeah, down. Yeah, he yet. he was our MVP of the night. He he was man cooking. He ran the whole thing that night. But yes, we we had a great time. Uh, I I texted uh, our our buddy Josh who uh, owns in part uh, off the record and a bunch of other places. City Tavern. And I asked. He does I, homegrown, doesn't he? Yes, yes. The. Great lineup this year yeah, for Homegrown. I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger every yeah. year. Good so for I, them. I texted him. I said, uh, hey, uh, you know, in spite of the technical difficulties, it was a great time. Uh, hope we can do it again. And he did not reply. <laughs> so we'll see. We may we'll not be see. welcome back there, but hopefully we'll be welcome back somewhere. We, we talked about trying to do something, at least like on a quarterly basis, just yeah. because it's so much fun. It, it was a ton of fun. It was great. But, you know, we need a change of venue anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we want to take our show on the road and, and meet the listeners where they are. Maybe Dingu will let us play. Yeah, I think that's probably our next stop is either uh, Twilight Fort Worth or Twilight Dallas. You've done Twilight Dallas. I've done Twilight Dallas, but only on, on the, the Wednesday night. He has like a regular slot for Wednesday DJs. But I think for you, we need to do it on a, a Friday or a Saturday, right? Yeah, come on. So I don't know if he'll be able to squeeze us into his busy music calendar at his bar that's not a music venue, but now is a music venue. Well, we, I mean, we obviously tore up Fort Worth. Now it's Dallas. Yeah, it's time for us to take over Deep Ellum. By the way, uh, in case you have not listened to HTWOW before, it is a song swap and a beer swap. Uh, Toby brings three songs, I bring three songs. Toby brings a beer, I bring a beer. Uh, I always start and we always start with my beer and I brought real ale from Blanco, Texas, Devil's Backbone, which is a, a Belgian triple. And you started, you stopped at Bucky's for this. Yeah, because I, I left town this morning from uh, Big D on my way down here to College Station and I forgot yesterday and this morning to stop and go to, you know, a liquor store or someplace that has a selection. So you drive down 45 all the way to uh, Madisonville. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, well, I, I guess I'll stop at Bucky's and uh, see what they have. And this was the most interesting slash strong beer that they had. This is an 8% Belgian triple. Have you had this before? I have had it before. I remember liking it more than I do now. It's got kind of a, a gummy, skunky aftertaste that stays with you. Yeah, but it's not bad, though. It's good. Or is it not bad because it's the first one of the day? Yeah, I think anything would be great right now. Yeah. 
Man, we sort of have a theme show. Should we get into... Um, should we save that for the end of what this show's all about? Oh, let's. We can tease it because, yeah, the last episode we spent uh, a good deal of time promoting the fact that we were going to be at Off the Record Fort Worth. And this time we wanted to uh, spend some time promoting a show that we have nothing to do with, but we both plan to be at because uh, it really blew us away when we saw it on the concert calendar. Especially at the venue. When's the last time you've been to the Curtain Club? Oh, God, I don't even remember. I'm almost, I'm excited to go there. I haven't been there since, man, it would have to be like a 100 Inevitables gig in 19, into the 90s? No, maybe early 2000s? Yeah, it's been at least... 10, 15 years. Because it not turned more. into a bit of a heavier venue. Yeah, yeah. They book a lot of metal bands. And I guess that this band has kind of gotten more heavy goth than perhaps when we were following them. Did you ever see them before? I've never seen them before. We're speaking of Clan of Zymox, or Zymox for short. And they are playing at Curtain Club in Deep Ellum on Saturday, March 24th. Now they're going is just, I know them always, it's just Zymox. Clan of Zymox was the very beginnings, right? Yeah, well they were Clan of Zymox, and then um, for that third album that you have, Twist of Shadows, they shortened it just to Zymox, and then they did a few albums just as Zymox, and then they went back to Clan of Zymox. Oh, I didn't know they went back. Yeah. It's, it's always good to go back, Dave. Yes, yeah, so uh, we we hope that uh, those of you who live in and around Dallas will come out to Curtain Club on Saturday, March twenty fourth. Are you going us. for sure? I, I mean, I haven't bought tickets, but if you're going, I'm going. Do you think we need to buy tickets? No. So it's twenty five dollars advance, twenty seven day of the show. Twenty seven dollars. Well, you know. How many people can fit in Curtain Club? <sighs> 500? 400? Okay. Ooh, let's watch. I'm guessing. We're going to go with um, something about whales. Not the country. The whale that ate Jaws? <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that. Okay. Is that okay? I don't care. We're, we're doing a podcast. I don't, I don't care. care what's on your television. Well, we're having drinks and we're watching TV and But just to focus music. on the show. On the whale show? No, on the show that we're doing. Oh, yes. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to play a song? Well, I'm, I'm trying to talk about the Clan of Zymox thing and then get to I'm sorry, I the got reason distracted. that we were talking about Clan of Zymox to begin with. <clears throat> that they're, um, so is this a reunion tour? They've, they've kind of kept playing, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I think they have been on again for a while, but I think only one of the original dudes is still in it. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah. Is uh, he the singer? I guess. I don't know. Let me do some research. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, and when we play the next song, let's look up things so it kind of sounds like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, but uh, they have a couple of openers. Curse Mackie and Decoded Feedback, which <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> we will enjoy whatsoever. Are they touring with them, or is that a local? I have no idea. We'll look that up, too. But uh, We need to find out about both of those bands. Yeah, but in, in order to uh, get you up to speed on Zymox, we are going to close out this uh, episode of HT Wow with a couple of uh, selections from the 80s era Zymox. Yeah. Well, so, do, what, are uh, they what, touring because they have a new record? I'm sure they do. They have like... 
20 records. I keep asking you questions and we haven't looked up. Anything. I know. Yeah, but we'll we'll play a, a song off of Twist of Shadows, their third record, and then we'll also play a song off their self-titled uh, debut record. So we'll play that a little a little later on. Okay. Well, do you want to let's let's go ahead and play a song now because I seem like it seems like on the last episode we talked for a long time before the song. Yeah. Came let's out. go. Let's go ahead. And, and I even edited a lot. All right. So the first song that I'm going to play is a song that came out right after our last podcast. After we recorded it, I uh, the song dropped, bro. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh man, I wish this came out just a couple days before. I would have done it on the last podcast. But I, I think you made a twat about this. I did. I, I twatted about it, and I Facebooked about it, and uh, now I'm going to play it because, uh, you know, we do, a, we do one of these every month, and... You know, it, it keeps. It's still relatively new. The album is not out yet. Do you like it? I do like it. I like this band, and I like this song. The band is Beach House, and the song is called Lemon Glow.
That's really cool. Does it seem a little bit more chilled out than their normal stuff? I mean, I know that Beach House is kind of chilled out. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I felt like that had more of an edge than most of their previous stuff. I mean, it's still chill, but it had a little bit more of the, I don't know, My Bloody Valentine yeah. shoegazy vibe to it. That sounds nice. Are they, um, are they doing a South By thing? I don't know if they're there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, off of their seventh studio album entitled Seven, which comes out on the 11th of May. And uh, so that was the first single. They've also released another single called Dive that's also very good. And I'm super excited. Where are they based out of? They're from Baltimore. Okay. So the, it's it's basically a Chicken A Dude, another one of those chicken right. dude band so well i was wondering about the south by i guess we should say it's next week is it this week it's next week it's this coming weekend of the week that we're recording the pod but right by the time it posts it'll probably be after south by right but i was just wondering if the, you know that's the the good thing about south by around dallas or anywhere funneling down to austin is that's a lot of bands pick up shows on the way down so i was wondering if beach house had a dallas or fort worth gig planned I guess not. You would know. Well, I'm, I'm looking. I thought you were the Beach House fanboy. I did notice that it uh, went really well with the whale-eating jaws. <laughs> I wasn't did looking. you notice that? I wasn't looking at the screen. But. Really good with ocean uh, stuff. Are you looking it up right now? Their touring yeah, schedule? Yeah, yeah. Schedule? I'm trying to find it. Bro, but you've bro. seen them before. I have seen them before. I feel like the last time they were in Dallas, were, were they at um, out there at uh, oh god, what's the name of it? The the Gillies. Um, oh, the South Side. Yeah, were they over there? South Side Ballroom. I can't remember. I want to say I saw them at uh, at Granada, but I could be wrong. Um, looks like they're not doing South by. Looks like they're kicking off their their tour in support of the new record at the end of April. And uh, no, I don't want that. What label? What label is Beach House on? They're on Sub Pop. Okay, of course they are. And and Bella Union in the UK. Man. So they're just everything that's cool. Yeah. Well, the closest they're getting to Dallas, at least this time around, is at Tulsa. They're playing Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. Mm. Been there. And they're playing at Tricky Falls in El Paso. Been there? No, I don't know. I mean, El Paso, yes, but I don't know what Tricky Falls is. Tricky Falls. Yeah, so uh, Beach House is uh, Victoria Legrand and Alex Scaly, or Scally. Um... And, man, are they uh, are they like one of those? Are they an, are they involved? An, are they an item? Um, you know what? I don't even know. I don't man. know. I don't know if they've ever fooled around or or what. <laughs> we'll call them up. Maybe we can get them to call in real quick. Pull up the phones. Yeah, I, right. I, I can't find anything about their their romantic entanglements. I mean, surely, oh, I'm just, I, surely they've at least messed around. And life on the road. Yeah, you know, just accidentally in the bus. 
What's, what happens on the road stays in your pants. You but uh, yeah, I, I, I totally dig Beach House. I mean, sometimes I wish they would, every once in a while, kick it into that fifth gear. And they almost, well, they pretty much never do. Like at the, like at the end of a jam, just right. Yeah. Like you were saying, the My Bloody Valentine, to where your face melts. Yeah. God. But is, I didn't. Is I My didn't... Bloody Valentine doing the Cure thing? No. I think that they are. Are they? That if, was the maybe, weird one that I was. Thinking maybe of. they, if they've been announced uh, after the fact, I don't know. We'll look that up here in a minute because. Man, that would be incredible. My <laughs> blood, 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 D, D, Valentine, Cure. Uh, let's see. No, no, they're on. They, there. they, they have a uh, a concert. I'm pretty sure the they're The 23rd on of June at Royal Festival Hall in London. Is that right after they do the Cure thing? No, because the Cure thing is like uh, July 7th. Okay. I know you're going to be there. Yes. Which one are you? So you're doing the... Um, are there two of them? Do the... Is, is the, the Cure, Cure... No, the, the Cure... The thing is just one show. Yeah. The okay. Cure 40th anniversary concert in Hyde Park. Oh, man. Is uh, it's a all day affair on July seventh. You staying at the Columbia? No. Where you staying? Uh, I'm staying, I believe, in walking distance to Hyde Park, yeah. so I don't have to worry about trying to get there. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be the Cure and Interpol and uh, Ride. And I think you said My editors. Bloody Valentine. No, you said My Bloody Valentine. Pretty sure. And uh, did I say Slow Dive? A lot of good stuff, and you're going to be so jealous when I'm there. I know. I mean, I want to go. Well, you, Seems I mean, like there'll can, be a lot of people there. You can sleep on the floor of our hotel room. Sure, mm. Marissa wouldn't mind. How many people do you think go to those things? How many times do they do this? The the concerts in Hyde Park? No, the don't the Cure have a festival of their own? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, it... Um, Robert Smith is curating a festival, but The Cure isn't playing it. The show in July is their only scheduled date of 2018 Okay, so and far. it's one of their reunion things. Didn't they just release like a record of mixes again? Like, um... Well, for Record Store Day, they're doing a sequel to Mixed Up. Okay, so that's coming up. Yeah, whenever Record Store Day is. Did you like Mixed Up? I did. I mean, I, I the only one that I really remember listening to is the, uh, the mix of uh, A Forest. Because it was super cool. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of it. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it. Yeah, I li- I did like a lot of it, but I, that's the only one I really remember. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it in a long time. Maybe it doesn't hold up. Maybe we should listen to it later. Okay, we will. Look at that dead shark. Is that Jaws? No, that's a baby shark. Oh, I'm about to say they kind of must have used a lot of close-ups in the movie. <laughs> right, extreme close-ups. Yeah, because that's a tiny. That's a baby shark. Any whale could kill that shark. Right. A whale could just eat that thing whole. What do we want to do? Do you want to... Um... Do you want me to present you with your, your gifts? Oh, what, yeah, what is it? What did you get? Well, I... Rem- you mentioned this earlier, but I didn't know... Yeah, I, did, I, rem- I mentioned it before we started, but 
I, I told Toby before we started that he would be very delighted because I, I brought him some special things. And, and would you like them? Yeah. Is it, should I? Here is a... Look at that! FC Dallas. Yes! Look at that. I mean, I mean, I have to hold it on the time-lapse thing for like an hour, don't you? Right. Here is Camo FC yes. Dallas. Yes! Check out this bitch. Yes! Look at that! Oh, I love this. I have Chelsea. Oh, this is the one that Dale doesn't Yeah, get. this is the one that Dale doesn't deserve. Good. Did you see? Oh, wait, go ahead. There's and more? Everton! Yes! We're going to hang him in the next bit, when yeah. the next song plays. And it'll be perfect, too, because it's a jam song. So it makes perfect sense. Look uh, at so that. I, I, I remember to bring them. Yes. Did you see the new one I just got? Yeah, your uh, St. Patty's Day uh, Houston Dynamo. Dynamo game uh, last Saturday. Man, it's a, you know, it's a little chintzy. Not going to lie. But it's lightweight. I think it's more of a... you it's know more of a when summer you, scarf. Yeah, when you have these... Because you got to bring your scarf no matter what. When I was bringing the orange one last summer, a little sweat on the neck. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. And look at how awesome this is. Avatar. Look at that. So, you know, I mean, they'll probably end up never leaving here, but I'm, I'm, I'm letting you borrow them indefinitely. Yeah, you're not getting these back. This is awesome. So we are, we are adding to the scarf wall. I'm so excited. Yeah. In the next, during the next jam, we are going to hang these right away. And I've noticed that um, no one has sent us any, but how do they send us any anyway? If you would like to send us a scarf, which we would love, twat Dave, and we'll figure it out. Or should they tweet me since you have so many things you have to sort through because you're like an internet? No, it's fine. You're an internet star. Yeah. You Man, can, you thanks, can, Dave. You, look at that. You can uh, twat both of us. He is at Toby Pipes. I am at Old Waver. We would love to hear from you about scarves or whatever else. Man, that looks. that's going to look so good. Maybe that we need to... I'm going to need to... Do you think they're going to fit up there? Well, you're going to need to take down some of your placeholder scarves. Oh, that's right. Your, there you go. Your non-scarf scarves. Yeah. Oh, we got this. We're going right, well, to work on it. Now I want to... Let's play the next song so we can... Yeah, hear. so you've got vinyl queued up here. Yeah, I decided we're just going to play a jam song. There's no... I, I don't have any... There's no reason other there's than... There's no reason. Other than the jam is the jam? The jam is good. What's your... Um, maybe we should discuss the jam after. Yeah, we definitely should because I really don't know a whole lot about the jam. I did um, purchase my first vinyl jam record. Which one is most it? Most recently. The, their last one, The Gift. Okay. And I really, really dig it. Yeah, it's cool. Well, we'll discuss the jam because I have a weird thing with the jam too. But boy, when I started to get into them, I got into Okay, well, what are what are you gonna play? Uh, it's uh, um, which one am I playing? Oh yeah, of course, Strange Town. Do you know that? Do you know this one? Maybe you'll know maybe it right if you when play it, it. Maybe yeah, if you play it, right when it starts. But let's go ahead and um, I'm probably thinking we're not the first ones to have hung a scarf to Strange Town. <laughs> Is that weird? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, it's Strange Town by the Jam. Found myself in a strange town Though I 
Hung. Look at how good that looks. We did it. It looks so much better without the random... Yeah, without uh, the filler. Without the actual wearing scarf. Now you have scarves to wear and scarves to share. Man, look how good that looks. Should I... Well, you can see them on there. Let me... Um... Well, we can take a picture of them. Yeah, we will. Here, I'll, I'll take a picture of them right now. Do it, picture, and the scarf wall looks really good. Doing some things, doing some scarves. Dave, thank you so much. Look how cool that looks. It is complete. It looks so much better. Even if you better. wanted to add more scarves, there's no room. Yeah, but I mean, I, my plan is to get hooks and just have the whole wall scarves. That'd be cool. Right? Yeah. And for sound reasons, it'd be great. Because I need something back there. This is not ideal. Um, By the way, love that tune. Why, why did it take me so long to discover the jam? You know, I feel like all of our... Um, I mean, of course, I was aware of the jam, late 70s, early 80s. I think I, I we guess, all were. Yeah, they were I mean, on I compilations of all kinds of, you I'm, know... I mean, I guess I, I always knew of them more of uh, a 70s band and just wasn't really interested for some reason. I don't know. Kind of the post-punk, um, you know, around the same kind of wire yeah. deal, right? But, man, I love them. I think I, I, I was I was a, a latecomer to, well, the, course, uh, to of, the jam as well. because Of course, Paul Weller is uh, an icon of 
so many people that we look up to. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the jam was Style Council. Right. But, yeah, I mean, of course, we all heard jam songs, like I was saying, because of compilations, and they were on all kinds of stuff, but for some reason... I mean, That's Entertainment is the one that yeah, probably everybody knows. Everyone knows that one. Or is but, that a Gang of Four song? I always used to get the Gang of Four and the jam confused. No, I'm confused on if that's a jam song or if that's a, just a Paul Weller song. But, um, I don't know why. No, it is a jam song. Okay, yeah, I don't See, know I'm why stu- I'm I so never. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Make me feel better about myself. You'll be okay. But, but we yeah, never, it, if you were into all the same, uh, same kind of stuff we all were back then, you had friends that were really into the jam, and for some reason, I didn't get into them till later. So what? But what I is, sure do love What is them. your history? Where? When did you start really getting into them? Because before you played the track, you said when you got into them, you really got into. Yeah, them. I would say into the '80s, early '90s, we started listening to the jam a lot, and then we used to listen to them on the road all the time. And then when the Hundred Inevitables started with Jeff Whittington, mm-hmm. me and Jeff used to listen listen to the jam all the time. Right. It's kind of cool to find out, you know, get into stuff later on. Then you buy all the records again. I know. Yeah, and they're they're kind of hard to find. I haven't seen very many, but like I said, I just bought the gift, and I really like it. And, it, uh, you know, I guess it wasn't necessarily a, a huge critical or commercial success, and it ended up breaking up the band, but I thought it was good. Well, they... um. They started out so young. I think they're. I think the uh, Paul Weller's dad used to drive them around to shows and stuff. Right. Yeah. He was like 18 when their first record came out. Yeah. But they were cool, and they were, you know, part of the whole mod thing. Yeah. He's the mod father. Oh, he is the mod father. That's right. Wow. Makes me want to have another drink of this weird beer you got. Yeah. How's the devil's backbone treating you? You know, usually we we make a point to say. How strong it is. I said it was a it's a 8.3. Oh, okay. You already said that. Yeah. 8.3. Jesus, Dave. It's best before June 3rd. So I think we're uh Yeah, we're good. We're doing good. Um, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Oh, you know what? Um, so last time we talked about my uh cat's bowel movements. <laughs> Did I keep it in? I, I think, think I so. kept it in. I think yeah. at least some of it. And so um, the antibiotics worked, and so the the cat now has solid stools, and she is off the prescription food. She's onto her regular food. Getting along with the puppies. Yeah, uh, getting along great with the puppies. Um, best friends with the younger puppy. They they party and chase each other all night. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a a new problem now. The new problem is so. I have decided I want to do the city kitty, you know, train the cat to poop on the toilet eventually. I think we t- may have talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I can't but, believe you're sticking with it. I would, well, do you no, know no, anybody I, I, that this has worked? I, I do know people that have trained their cats to poop on the human toilet. I feel like my cats would be able to do that. But um, the cat was too young and also had all these... GI issues it just didn't work out so at the beginning at the beginning so we've gone back to the litter box and I haven't tried to reintroduce the uh, the training thing on the toilet seat yet okay at some point I will so we're back on the litter box and what I've done 
is I get um, like the uh, um, the septic safe, the flushable litter. Oh, you. Oh, okay. So it's all. So nat- your litter. You don't have a bag. No, it's all natural, and so I just scoop it, and you know, have you know, you have the little, uh, the little shaker, yeah. spoon, scooper thing, the little shovel with like, um, with the the slats in it. Yeah, the slats. Yeah, so, yeah, slats so you, you you dig for gold in the litter box, and you shake it out, and then you just can dump it right in the toilet and flush it. You don't have to, you know, bag everything up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's working great. The only problem is, is that the the kitty likes to obviously kick stuff around and will kick litter out of the box. Okay. Where it's, is it in your house? It's in the powder room in the hallway. Okay. The, you know, the guest bathroom. The, the powder room. The powder room. Well, it's a bathroom that doesn't have a shower. That's what you call a powder room, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a half bath. How about, half the, bath. how about the half bath? <laughs> so the kitty kicks the uh, the litter and some of the litter gets outside the box. And then Winnie, the younger dog, eats it. Sneaks into the powder room or the half bath. And it's eats a powder room now, you can stick with it. And eats the litter granules off the floor. And then later vomits them up somewhere else. Mm. It's the circle of life. Yeah. Why does what's it why does he want to eat it? Winnie? Like, yeah, what does it smell like? Oh, Winnie's a girl. Winnie, yeah, they're all girls. They're all girls. They're all girls. Um So you're in a house, it's you. Yeah, it's me. All girls. It's me and two female dogs, a female cat, a female lover, and a a female, female daughter. daughter. Yes. Lava. So uh, I I don't know why. Does your lava call it the powder room? <laughs> I don't know what she calls it, but I get. I mean, I guess because the the litter is all natural. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like some uh, man-made crystal that oh I see. you know cakes around. Okay, so it, maybe it's, it's, it's made. Else. It's, it's made of some kind of like grains or what? I don't know what dog it's made food. of. Maybe it's made of dog food. But yeah, I guess it's it's at least appetizing enough for the puppy to get into it and eat it. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's looking for Tootsie Rolls in the litter box. I think she's just eating the granules off the floor. But then, you know, 30 minutes to an hour later, she just yaks up all of her food and the litter granules so she just randomly around the house. Eats the leftover granules and then takes it to another part of the house and de- and deposits it somewhere yes, else. Yes, yes. It is the circle of life. It is. Um, I, I, I can't go a day without cleaning up somebody else's bodily fluids or waste somewhere in the house. It's part of owning a pet, Dave, and you're, I know. you're doing great. You know... <laughs> you don't have scratches all over you, I, I, so you're fine. I've got a few. I've got a few. She, she still doesn't understand how powerful her claws are the new kitten claw and she is growing she is growing like a weed she has pretty much doubled in size since we got her do you think she'll end up being bigger than the dogs she's about the same size as winnie i can't believe how fast kittens grow and uh, well how old i mean she was born i guess uh october november 
So six, seven months old. I don't know. Well, the pictures I've seen, you know, kitty. So I know, but I haven't posted any pictures lately. And I ser- seriously, like, she grows by the day. You need to twat the cat. I do. She's a sweetheart, though. She's she's already moved all the way up the the uh, Billboard charts to number one. Hashtag twat cat. She is uh she is both mine and my lover's favorite. Lova. So there you go. There's, That's great. There's the kitty well, story I'm glad for that this month. I'm just I'm glad she's feeling better, and yes. I mean the cat. Yes, she is feeling better. Um. Well, should we discuss what we're gonna do with? the beers that I've chosen because we we didn't decide. Well, why don't why don't we play my next tune and we can discuss during that tune. Okay. And then figure it out. Um I I don't necessarily want to play the guessing game with you, but I do want to leave this next tune a little bit of a mystery going in. Okay. Cuz I don't think there's any way that you're going to guess who it is, but I just want to see what you think of it and what it reminds you of. Am I going to like it? I hope so. I think it. Uh, I, I think it goes well with the jam. I think it. Uh, oh, good. I think it is a good uh, jumping-off point from the jam. So um, it's a song entitled "Muted Beatings." Muted beatings. Muted beatings, and it's next on HD Wow.
It does remind me of something, but I have no idea who that is. No idea. Well, what would you say it reminds you of? It reminds me a little bit of I'm a Robot. A little bit? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, the guitar? The voice? Well, who did you think I was going to say? I didn't necessarily think you were going to say anything, but I thought maybe you would pick up on the guitar tone. Oh, who is it? It is uh, the new Albert Hammond Jr. Oh, okay. Are the the strokes still a thing? Are they done? Uh, No, I mean, I think they're just kind of in between stuff. I saw him play at uh, a South By thing at... um, God... I know you know the name of the club off of Red River right there. It's simple. It wasn't Emo's. Mohawk? Um, maybe. I can't remember. It was easily seven, eight years ago, but he's really good. Yeah, so his new record just came out this past week. It's called Francis Trouble. Uh-huh. And it's, it's his fourth full length as a solo artist. I had his first one, or I have his first one, Yours to Keep, which came out in 06, and I really liked it. But he's put out uh, two since then that I totally missed, and then this one just popped up on my radar, and then I listened to it on the way down here, and it's really good. It's good. I like it. I, I wasn't a... Um, I mean, I liked that first Strokes record. I don't know. I kind of fell off of them a little bit, but I've always liked him. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've stuck with them, but the, the thing about his solo stuff is that he's not in the box that the Strokes put them in. Right, they have to have that distorted vocal. Um, I think they even went and recorded a record with, um, you know, the Radiohead producer, Nigel... Uh, Goodrich? Or yeah, Godrich. Godrich. And uh, didn't they end up trashing it because yeah. they wanted it to sound just like all their other records? And he was like, why would you do... You know, okay, whatever. I would like to hear the record he did. Right. Yeah, and so he gets to kind of experiment a little bit more and I think he's really grown as a, a songwriter and a singer and maybe because I, I don't remember um, him really belting it out on that first record yours to keep I mean I, I I remember liking it but I don't remember thinking man he's really going for it but on this current record this new record he does really go for it and on that record or uh, on that single uh, muted beatings, there's a lot of really cool harmonies. You know, different different parts of the song have different vocal effects. It's Are just there the, other uh, Strokes guys in the in his um, in his group? Like, is, is I don't the know drummer he, in there? Yeah, or, I know? don't know if. Um, if any of the the other dudes are like contributing, he really might be one of those guys that plays everything. Yeah, there's doesn't not, he seem that way? There's not a whole lot of uh, info on um, on this particular record on the wiki so I can't tell you who like played on it what I don't know why I always have to ask this what labels that on oh <laughs> it's on uh, Red Bull records what yeah like Red, the yeah like Red Bull Red Bull yeah like like Red Bull Red Bull Red Bull records they have a record label do you like a Red Bull every once in a while I'll drink a sugar-free Red Bull if I really need to kick it up a notch. I've had a, a taste of it one time, and I've never had a Red Bull. I mean, it tastes like kind of like uh, 
SARS. Like, like Gatorade cut with gasoline. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Does it make you real? Uh, is it like a double espresso? Like hype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just like a caffeine jolt. I don't like it. I don't like any of those monster. Or any of those. I don't know why. Maybe too sweet. Yeah, it has a very artificial taste. It's it's weird. Yeah. I'm gonna open this beer now. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your next beer. You by took the, a picture by the way, of it. By the way, I just want to uh, say before we move on from Albert Hammond, Albert Hammond Jr. and the Strokes. Uh huh. I saw the Strokes at uh, Governor's Ball a couple years ago. It was like uh, their big New York homecoming show at yeah. the time. Whoa, shit! You didn't even try to do that. That was awesome. Did you see? That? <laughs> Is it foaming everywhere? Not really. But man, that was great. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Forget what oh, I was saying. No, go ahead. We'll no. say it, and then we'll explain what just happened. Well, I was just going to say that I, I saw them at Governor's Ball, The Strokes, uh-huh. and they did the entire show kind of in shadow. Like, there were no spotlights or very minimal use of spotlights. Is the governor, is that outside? Yeah, yeah. It's a big uh, outdoor thing. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, Randall's Island when I saw them. Okay. It used to be on Governor's Island, and then they moved it to Randall's Island. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, the backdrop was all red, and then so they were just these black shadows in front of the red backdrop, and it just looked so kick-ass. Did it sound good? It I sound, mean, they usually sound pretty good. They, yeah, they, they're so tight, and I just, I love Albert Hammond Jr. as a, as a, just a guitar player. Yeah. Just his, his lines, his, just his, his rhythm. He, He's not afraid to hike it up. He'll no. hike a guitar up. On yeah, yeah, yeah. He will. He will pull it up to his chest, and I like that. I'm a fan of the. I'm a fan of hiking the strat up. Yeah, he he's he's a he's a cool looking dude, and they're a cool looking band, and uh, it was great fun. Do you know Senior? Albert Hammond Senior. Yeah, uh, he was a songwriter himself, right? I'm totally. Ju- I have no idea who that is. Okay, so I was just looking. Sounds like a trumpet player. I was just looking at that. Okay, so. Uh, so Albert Hammond Sr. was best known for his 1972 hit single "It Never Rains in Southern California." Oh man! So they are—they're all art school kids. Yeah, they're like rich art school kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. He met Julian Casablancas in art school while they were trading money. Right, and yeah, his mom is a former Argentinian beauty pageant model. Yeah. Um, should we explain what happened with that? I hope. She- <laughs> I mean that had to it, have... yeah it was it was totally loud over the the microphone so it totally was picked up man I just uh, you know I like a beer that is corked yeah so you for your beer selection for this month you went with like the the magnum bottle that has like the the cork on it yeah it has a, and also a dragon yeah it's it's got a dragon golden on it. drac it's called golden drac it looks like if Dracula was going to relax, because you would picture him normally, he would have... I think that he would have wine. Yeah. But if he's going to have a beer on a nice spring um, night... I almost said day, but he can't. No. 
he would have this. And you already took a picture of it, so. Yeah, like if he's gonna sit and watch the sunrise until he until starts, his retinas starts, burn or whatever happens burning his flesh and he has to go inside, he would drink this. Yeah, but anyway, I just took the, uh, you know, like on a champagne bottle, there's the the metal netting the twist yeah. uh, the thing that you think that's not holding anything in it it did uh, yeah <laughs> I barely you, took it yeah. off and it sat for two seconds and popped straight to the ceiling it definitely ricocheted off the ceiling um I wonder if there's any way can you go back on a time lapse thing in slow motion something probably not mm. it'd be great if you could though here I'm passing it for me to pour, but yeah. for me to look at. For to pour. It's a product it. of Belgium. Yeah, we're doing the exact. It should. It'll probably taste like your what you already had. Ten point five percent, bro. See, the decision was we were going over. Do we have Guinness or Harp because uh, St. Patty's Day is about to happen? But we might be a little over that. Are you doing your Saturday? Um, don't you normally do a radio show, a ticket thing for the... We used to. We used to do every Saturday from Stan's Rooftop. Yeah, who does it now? No one. They don't do it anymore? No, no. Oh, they but should yeah, bring we, that back. Yeah, that was we used a cool to, thing. Uh, we used to do the rant and then uh, the orphanage from Stan's Rooftop at the uh, St. Patrick's Day Greenville Avenue block party. Maybe they'll let us do it next year. Maybe, if this podcast still exists by next St. Patrick's Day. Oh, we haven't even started, Dave. But I haven't e- I haven't even got comfortable with you yet on the air. On on live radio. I, I, I can't even wait until that happens. Until we really are comfortable. Have you tasted it? It's real frothy. It is real. Fr- Did you pour your own? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Here, take this back over there. Oh. Yeah, yeah and we, we thought that we might uh, after we finish pounding this magnum bottle we might finish with a nice crisp harp if for no other reason to talk about their repackaging effort yeah to try like, and to try and reach millennials apparently yeah, seems like harp and stupid x light have the same marketing company um mm. what do you think oh wow yeah that is like um it's like really frothy cough syrup. Yeah, like hints of uh, cough syrup mixed with walnut. I mean, we're going to get through it, and um, we're going to be really, really sauced by the end of this episode. What's it say? Did you look at the... 10 point something. Are you serious? Oh, God. I'm so sick of sounding like an idiot by the end of these... <laughs> <laughs> podcast so what is your next tune man i don't know i thought this was your guilty pleasure it is my guilty pleasure you know what i've done last week didn't i uh pick a song from a commercial oh yeah yeah the uh geo wolf yeah yeah and i i downloaded it did you the, the, the full thing has come out it's pretty good it's good right yeah and they seem like it seems like that'd be a cool show to see, like a relaxing, good... Maybe they'll uh, go on tour with Beach House. Boy, that would be a good... You should set that up. Yeah. As a concert promoter, yeah, well, you should do well, that. Yeah, well, whenever we do the, the HTL Festival. Oh, man. Could you imagine that nightmare? <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
Um, uh. Yeah, this is a. You're gonna recognize it right away, but I'm going. I want to see how quick you uh, pick the commercial, not the, not the band or the person singing it, because it's kind of a little off the radar, and it's not. I would say it might be a year and a half old, maybe two years even, so it's nothing new. Okay. But I love the commercial, and I had to. Uh, I had to. Find, it's commercials are my new radio. It's true. Is it weird? Yeah, we we talked about that last month. That if it, it, it's the way that a lot of bands get heard. Yeah, if I hear something that I'm, it's just a tiny snippet, and if I love it, I'm like, I have to hear the rest of the song. And well, I mean, it wasn't a commercial, but didn't you say like uh, when you were doing Little Black Dress stuff mm-hmm. that a bunch of people found Little Black Dress because you were on some like uh, skiing video or snowboarding video or something? Yeah, surfing video, but oh, also surfing we were, video. and a lot of uh, teen mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, you had songs on Teen Mom. Uh, man, a lot of, uh, no, Nolan and I have a lot of, uh, a lot of our catalog is on Teen Mom and... 16 and Pregnant. 16 and Pregnant. <laughs> and then there's one, uh, um, like a fixer-upper show called, uh, oh my, what is it called? You know, like fix and flip, or one of those, right, one yeah. of those things. We're on one of those flip a lot or flop. Too. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But that's, um, you know, we probably get most of our um, new fans from Teen Mom and no, you Sixteen. Do, you and do what you can do to get heard. <clears throat> hey, I, w- I was just about to say I'm not proud of it, but I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, Teen Moms need something to listen to too, right? They can't go through that ordeal by themselves. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of Little Black Dress got played in heavy moments, like in delivery rooms and stuff. Why not? <laughs> when she was wondering if the dad was going to show up. Yeah, or whose baby, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I stopped watching the shows. You know, like the first time they tell you you're going to be on Teen Mom, so you watch it. And then like 13 times later, I haven't seen any of them. So who knows what the I, scene I looks mean, like. I mean, I hope that you were on an episode with uh, the, the teen mom that went on to be a porn star. Who's that? Uh, what, hang on, let me look her up. Teen mom porn. Man, d- yeah, Farrah, actually. Yeah, Farrah Abraham. That came up that quick? Yeah, well, she's gotten like tons. Does she talk about it on the show? No, she got. It, this was after. But don't they have reunions and stuff? Like, I don't know. Is that still on MTV? Is MTV still a, a channel? <laughs> yeah, the H. Uh, MTV is still a channel. Okay. Uh, but yes. Okay. So uh, here is Farah Abraham's filmography. Okay. So she was on Sixteen and Pregnant in two thousand nine. Perfect. Um, yeah, they always graduate to Teen Mom. Yes. So 2009, she was on 16 and Pregnant. Then from 2009 to 2012, she was on Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. It's like going from um, 90210 to... Um, Melrose Place? Melrose Place. Yeah. Uh, then in 2014, she was on Couples Therapy. And she also did a television special in 2014 called Being Farah. Then in 2015, she was on Teen Mom OG. Okay. Then she was on Celebrity Big Brother. What's the OG stand for on Teen Mom OG? Original Gangster? Can't be. I don't know. 
Then in 2017, she was on uh, Marriage Boot Camp, Reality <laughs> Stars Family Edition. She's married? I don't know. And then uh, also, she's made two appearances in film. In film. In 2013, she was in the film entitled Farrah Superstar, Backdoor Teen Mom. It's with, weird that with they... James Dean. That they let them use that in the title. I bet they have to scratch that, right? And then uh, in 2014, she was in Farrah 2, Backdoor and More. Holy. Also, so she's got Also a theme. with James Dean. Well, she's... And uh, she also makes me uncomfortable. Put out an album in 2012 entitled "My Teenage Dream Ended," and she put out a single in 2014 entitled "Blowin." Okay, you have I don't to know, play. I don't, I don't know if "Blowin" had anything to do. Hold with, on, uh, I'm stopping everything. You have to play the single. All right. Is it on there? Uh, there's not a link. Hold on. All right. Skip ad. Serious side chain. Uh. Oh my god. Alright, well, to be fair, that's from your computer speakers. Yeah, it would sound so much better if it was through your board. I'm just saying. I mean, she's. She's definitely had her boobies done. And a, a little bit of a, like a nose job by this time. Can I see her? Let's see. Yeah. She's like, she's walking in a field holding hands with her daughter, and then she's in the club. Now she's delivering drinks to the guy from 30 Rock, so <laughs> the she, page. So she's, um, she's done porn? Yeah. You want me to look that up real quick? No, no, do not. Back door. No, don't look teen that Teen mom videos. No, I think we're okay. Yeah, uh, I'm on a, I'm on a filtered. Good. I filtered have my search. internet in the house filtered to not see that. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> Anyway, let's anyway, hear my jam. Yeah, so, so so what is your guilty pleasure? It's not Farrah Abraham. No, it is not. It, um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't want you to guess the person or the band. I yeah. want you to guess the commercial. Okay. And, and I pay a lot of attention to commercials because... Yeah. They play this commercial constantly. Okay. So you're going to recognize it right away. But it's good. It's a jam. And we'll talk about the whole back catalog after here, roll. here it is the next song that I'm going to play Thank you. 
dig it i know i've seen it a million times and i want to say it's like uh like iphone or google pixel or lg phone it's that um they play it constantly it's the levi circles commercial you know oh, where they're the all levi. dancing yeah 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 but it's this uh girl and i can't tell if she's um uh, we'll look it up in just a second look up jane 
J-A-I-N. And she's kind of done a cool thing where all the videos lead into the next video. Do you know what I mean? But she has a cool look that she's... So she's French. She's really pretty, but she also... You can tell later on in life she's going to be like a really great producer. You know what I mean? Like, check out uh, check out the that video, the one that we just played. Yeah, she's definitely um, poster child for the millennial generation. Yeah, mixing her own stuff and multicultural. I mean, what what is, what is her? Connection to Africa. I don't. She lived there for a while. Okay. Check this one out. I click on that. One. That's the start of this. Never heard of it. Okay. See, I think I've heard that in like soccer commercials. Okay. Like they, that'll be on like an Adidas thing or something. Okay. But so, she's got a cool look, right? Yeah. I mean, so, she's she's not like super hot, but she's cute. Yeah. So when you see the uh, the video series, I think this is the first one, and then you kind of just watch them in order, and she's kind of linked them all together that they all lead into the next one. Okay, that makes sense. But it's uh, it's cool, and it's one of those, you know, it's my dumb thing that I hear something on a commercial and I get into it. Right. But well, yeah, I the I do like that Levi's spot because it's just you know they try and basically bring across the fact that everyone wears Levi's. And that everyone, you know, whatever their dance that every, Yeah, every, everyone likes to dance no matter what kind of yeah, music they dance to. Yeah, I think it starts off in like a New Orleans kind of bar thing, and then it just kind of moves from there to all over the world, but it's... She's kind of a world musician. Yeah, person. well, good for Jane. Good for Jane. I like Jane. Yeah, check, well... And, check Jane out. Well, she's and really it, cool. I mean, it's kind of brilliant that, you know... She just figured out how to spell her name in a way that's <laughs> search engine optimized. God. It's very simple yet very memorable. I know. It's like J A I N. It's like when you can't think of a band name and Blur comes out and you're like, No one's Wait, ever why didn't we No one ever of... thought of Blur? Deep Blue Something is so stupid. <laughs> why couldn't we think of Blur? <laughs> like it's just like one word. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. That's a good one, it's man. Fun. You you are definitely on a commercial kick. I know, uh, um, but you know, like I think it's a is it because I'm older? Like I don't. I hear... think it's just because you watch a lot of TV. Isn't it good? It's good. It's really good. I want, it makes me want to take my shirt off. You know what we're gonna but do? But then I'll be embarrassed and put it right back you on. You know what? I wanted to mention. How is the 2018? journey for a new dave going it's going well is it going good it's going well i i'm down like uh 17 pounds you're are you for real i'm for real holy crap and i uh i just got a peloton you're kidding me the fancy bike see i don't like to go outside and i don't like to go to the gym so i got a Peloton, so I have zero excuses. So you can race, like you can r- ride through France. Yeah, I did that the other day. How'd it look? It looked good. Yeah, I've done a couple of classes. I mean, I've only had it over the weekend, so I've done a couple of classes, and I've done 
one of the scenic rides through Paris, whatever. Do you see Jane? I, I didn't see Jane. She's from France. Shooting a music video in the middle of the street. 2018, the journey for a new day. Yes. Yes, so stay tuned next month to see if I've so the last fallen, time we've fallen talked, back and gained it all back. 17 pounds. Yes. That's insane. I'm surprised you haven't commented about how great I look. I was going to say something, but I didn't know if it was just the jersey. Yeah. It's a sport jersey, so I was like... Yeah, so uh, next month you'll, you'll have to tune in to see if I've gained it all back and if my dog has stopped eating litter and puking everywhere. Oh, by the way, and I can cut this out too. <laughs> Do you see how much light is still left? Yeah, because, of daylight because it's saving time? fucking stupid daylight savings time. Oh, you don't like daylight savings? I hate it. Well, I. But look, oh, it's six o'clock, and the sun's still out. Right, but this is normal time. Oh wait, like, like is it, this is standard time, right? Wait, so like, you we like were, this? We were on daylight savings time, and, and then we sprung forward to regular old time, right? Yeah, you fall back spring. Yes. Wait, so this you like this time better? Yeah, it should just be this time all the time. It should daylight, be this time daylight savings time. time it's I outlived felt its usefulness. Let's in, get in, rid of it. In my college days, I felt different. I wanted it to be the other way. Right? I don't know. I get confused because I forget what is real and what is man-made. But now you want this because... Yeah, I, I love... I mean, obviously the days are getting longer no matter what, but yes, I love it when it stays light until 8, 9 o'clock in the summertime. It's awesome. Have you ever visited a place that it was... Um, like Alaska? Like midnight and it's um, daylight outside? No, never have. It's insane. It's the most insane thing ever. Which would you prefer? The almost total darkness or almost total light? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would prefer almost total light. You would go total light? Because it's easy to shut it down. Yeah, I mean, it, you can invest in some really kick-ass blackout curtains or just do the aluminum foil. <laughs> I knew you were going to say aluminum foil or kick-ass curtains. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right, it's time to get into Clan of Zymox, bro. Oh, Curtain Club. Yes. Okay, so to reiterate... Clan of Zymox is coming to Dallas Saturday, March 24th at the Curtain Club. And Toby and I, are we committing to be there? We've talked a lot of smack over the last several months in private about being there. It's n it's next Saturday. It's a week from Saturday. Yeah, not this from when one we're coming up. But, yes. okay. but, um, but by the time we put this out, it'll be this coming Saturday. Are you going for sure? Yeah, come up. You can stay at my place and we'll go. Okay. We need to go. If you drive, I'll go. Yes, I will drive and we will go. Oh, we'll get a... Should we get an Uber? Get an Uber. We, should, we probably should. Because, I mean, we're going to do so many drugs at this Clan of Zymox show. I feel I, weird I hope... about going into the Curtain Club. Yeah, do you think they still have a painting of your face up in there? I'm sure it has markings all over it. I... I... Maybe they've totally redecorated and they've taken down all those murals of all the old bands. The sound in there was always awesome. Even in that front room. The Liquid Lounge. Liquid Lounge. Always it sounded great in there too. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't. I don't remember what the shift was. I guess it's different ownership or different booking agent. 
but yeah, it's it. Whatever it was, it used to be the thing. Turned into a metal thing. club, and and that's what makes me worried. That it's still obviously it's still working though. Like the, are, are Zymox gonna have any keyboards when they show up, or are they just gonna be a metal band, and we're going to be totally disappointed? What makes you think that they're heavy now? Because they're playing the Curtain Club and they're playing with decoded feedback and Curse Mackie. And what do they sound like? Did you look them no, up? I, no, I didn't look them up. All right, we're about to look them up at, while we play your tune. Why, okay, did you, yeah. why did you pick this tune? Okay, well, because um, this was their first, I guess... Well, I guess their first hit was uh, Muscoviet Mosquito. But uh, I thought that was on one of the records that I have, but it turns out it was on their first EP. Okay. And I don't have it on vinyl, but I do have their first self-titled record, and so we're going to play the main single and the lead track off of that, which is entitled A Day. Perfect. On HTWOW.
Yeah. <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> if you're ever in lack of a video for your favorite song, just have the Nat Geo channel on. That was perfect. I know. We were watching Forest Fires. <laughs> we were watching... Through that entire song. Clan of Zymox. Yeah, so that is from their 1985 self-titled debut. Now, how did you... Came out on 4AD. How would you have come across Zymox? Uh, well, I, I came across Zymox when the album that you're going to play a tune from, Twist of Shadows, came out. Right. So you so went twist, back to Twist of Easter. Shadows came out in 89... And that had some serious Golly, da- dance club Golly, it seems to me, hits. it seems like that was earlier than that, than 89. Yeah, so... Their Are you self- sure it was 89? Yeah, their self-titled debut came out in 85, then uh, their second album, Medusa, came out in 86, which I also brought. Wait, what was this one? What year was this one? 85. Okay. So their first two records were on 4AD, and then after that, they switched to uh, a like subsidiary of... Uh, polygram records called wing records okay but yeah i i totally was into them when that twist of shadows record came out and for the yeah, long what made us why did we all um because they why played were we it, all aware of zymox because they played it in the clubs all the time and okay, they, it was a club yeah uh, and they jam. and they were like uh they were like an even gothier dancier version of depeche mode yeah, I have no idea why I got into Zymox, but it was because of this record, and I have—I don't remember when I got it. Well, and I was so jealous because I saw it uh, a couple of, of pods ago when we had our, our late night drinking sessions. I rooted through all of your vinyl and I found this record, and I was super jealous because it's always been one of those holy grail records for me because it- I. Because I remember it from when I was in high school, and I love it so much. And then I finally found it uh, a couple weeks ago, and I, I feel like maybe I overpaid. I paid like 20 or 25 bucks for it, but... For I, Twist of Shadows? Yeah, but I had never seen it before, so I was like, I've got to buy it. I can't not buy it. I'll regret it forever. Yeah, I, um, where did you get it? Uh, I got it at Forever Young Records. Where's that? It's it's like uh, kind of Arlington Grand Prairie, it's off of thirty somewhere. Man, you have a little you have a little bit of a addiction. I do. Well, you you saw that I I cataloged my whole collection in Discogs. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I saw uh, George Gamark mention that the other day. Like he's, I mean, you know, not that when you said it, it wasn't serious. But when George Gamark says it, I'm right. like, wait a minute, is this a? Th- are we supposed to do this? Well, so it, like, what do you do? Like, why do you do that? Well, for one, it helps you if you're like me and you like to go to record stores and and dig around, and sometimes you come across something and you can't remember if you already have it. So it it helps avoid buying doubles. But also, it helps for insurance purposes. Well, how does it help that? Like you, uh, you just have you, ha- you app have and yeah you have you you have the app and you can scroll through your collection. You're like, oh yeah, I do have that. See, I thought the whole discogs thing was just so people could find out who the 
producer or who was well, who yeah, they do. On- they do have all of the different pressings and versions of it on there, and it is there is like a marketplace where you can buy and sell on there, but. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, but I, I just use it for, you know, the simple purpose of cataloging what I have. And, you know. So when you're at a store and you're like, oh, did I buy this right. Naked Eyes record? And then you kind of look up and see, yeah. Yeah, no, I already have that. And also for insurance purposes, if your house ever burns down, you can be like, look, these are all the records I had. What you know, insurance cares about that? Do they care about records? Well, I mean, if you, if you have... Um, you know, homeowners insurance that covers your personal property. You gotta, um, you gotta have some kind of proof of the value of the items that you own. Did you get a value? Yeah, it shows like uh, for every album, it shows like the uh, what the, it's the, worth. The, the the low end, the high end, and the median for what it's sold for in their marketplace. And so once I cataloged everything I have. Let's see. I, I can look it up real quick. Let me o- let me open the app, bro. Does it have a scanner? Like, well, back yeah, then yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. scanner. Like, what do you well, scan? Well, okay, so yeah, uh, albums from the '70s that don't have a UPC code, you just uh, enter in like keywords. Like Buddy Miles. Yeah, uh, if you yeah, if you just type in the name of the record, mm-hmm. then it'll come up, and then you can pick which pressing you have. But any album that has a, uh, a UPC, you can use your phone's camera and scan it. So my collection right now, I have um, 440 LPs. And my estimate... You have 440 records? Uh-huh. And my, my estimated collection value at a minimum is... Thirty-eight hundred dollars, and at the maximum, it's uh, eleven thousand eight hundred dollars. Jeez. I mean, I guess that would be if they were all mint and you know the right pressing that you're supposed to have and everything. But I want to talk about Evelyn because. All right, I picked this because when you picked it out for the after the HTL after evening. Uh, right. What are we calling it? HTL after dark? I don't know. Oh, after dark. That's good. I don't know. Anyway, when you you found this record and you played it, we forgot how many awesome songs. It just keeps going. It's but yeah, there, this record is great. There were three serious hits off of this record. At least serious as in club hits and alternative radio hits. And we're but, not we're not sure why they dropped the clan. Yeah, I don't know why they Drop. I mean, maybe it was like a record label thing that told them, "Hey, you don't need to have clan in your band name." And also, it's good because now you're in the X um, in the record store. No one else is in yeah. there. There's like three there's other. E- there's X and XTC and you and you. That's who else is in in no, that nobody. folder? But the C's. There's the so many in the C's. Yeah, the Cure wins the C's. The Chameleons. Charlatans, Clash, yes. Yeah, but the uh, for some reason... Let's name all the C's. N- no, we don't have time. But Evelyn, it wasn't necessarily a single, but I think we both agree that it's by far the jam of this record. I, I had this cassette in my little MG midget. <laughs> my 
little yellow MG midget. And I played the crap out of this cassette. My little $500 car. <laughs> play, play the jam. I'm excited. It's you.
What does that remind you of? Oh, there was like a thunderstorm at the end. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did. It reminds me of um, not having responsibilities <laughs> or worries in my life. It's weird. Do you ever feel like sometimes when you listen back to tunes like that, that you love it, but it also sort of makes you sad? <laughs> Absolutely. Because it, it makes you realize how finite life is and how you have shit your entire life away. And it's almost over. Yeah. But we have this light in the room. That's true. Yeah, the disco light makes everything better. Where was this back then? You couldn't plug this no. into an Apple adapter into a power strip and then this would happen. That's true. We do have that advantage over our younger selves. We have a disco light in our podcast room. God. Man, I, I don't know if if the listener out there has the same appreciation for Zymox that we do. There's just something about, especially that record, that it has so much nostalgia for me by the way you have now uh cracked into our third beer this is the first time we've gone to beer number three on the podcast you uh bought us some harp and i don't even recognize this i was where where's the harp i was weirded out on the label there Uh, is there's no harp doesn't it look like when you when you look at it that this might not be the same beer. Yeah. Like this is their souped up version of Right, it's it's like how Amstel it, well, ruined it, their it Amstel says, light. It says premium imported lager underneath, but I, I thought it was like harp premium, like this was like a new version. But, but no. this is just harp. It's just harp, but they got rid of the harp and like the antique uh kind of uh scroll looking label. It's like Harp's douchey friend. Right, and so now it's it's like a gradient blue to silver with lines that I guess are supposed to be like Harp strings. It's the same, it's the exact same Amstel it, it, X-Lite it thing that they want us all to like terrible stuff. What was wrong with the old label? Yeah, what was it? It was just green. No, it was like tan. It was like... But parch- it had like a green harp on it. Was it was parchment paper. Yeah, and it had the harp on it. And then it had the, the harp logo above the harp. Yeah, this sucks. This, this is stupid. This looks like it's some... Um... Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be a, a future forward label, but it looks like it's from 1999. Yeah, it sucks. This it's is terrible. terrible. Fire your agency, harp. Yeah, they didn't do a good job. But the beer still tastes yeah. good. Yeah, uh, it's nice and light compared to all of the heavy Belgian stuff that's gotten us wasted on this episode. Belgian tribal and Belgian Dracula. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Holy crap. Did you oh, see wow, it? Try to. Are they tranking wolves on Nat Geo right now? I don't know. Look at that. Oh, they're measuring the teeth. Measuring the paws. Measure the paw. Well, he is. Look at him. Yeah, I mean, when a wolf is all drugged up, looks real friendly. Super friendly. Um, I will say though, if you're gonna get all measured up and everything, 
Like, yeah, pump me with some Valium. I'll take that. Right? I'll let people measure stuff when I'm all pumped up. Pumped. Nat Geo. It's good background visuals for HTWOW. So yeah, next time, crack open a brew, turn play on, the pod, turn and then on turn the, on Nat Geo and, and turn the volume down. And then watch a bear eat a carcass oh while you're listening God. to us. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, man. Oh, and he's checking out the carcass. We hope to see all of you at Curtain Club on Saturday, March 24th Look, for Clan of Zymox. Dave, if one person, one person comes up to us at Zymox and says, I'm here because of that podcast. I will buy all their drinks that night. That will, don't say that because you won't. I but, will. But that the will The first be, person. Will that feel like that is such a success? Yes. That we got if one person. If one person goes to, to, goes to Zymox, that will be a success. And yes, the first person that approaches us and says, hey, I'm here because of HTWOW, I will buy your drinks for the I rest know. of the night. Because I'll be I'm still 50-50 on it. You're such a dick. You're going to make me go by myself. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going out of... No, you're not. I want to see Zymox, but I'll be honest. I kind of want to see Curtain Club. I know. Well, I hope to God that you actually make it. Because I drive to this godforsaken outpost every month. The least you can do. Uh, I'm drunk, Toby. Play some outro music. All right, let me let me pipe this down. Let's have a moment of weird silence before I, I pipe in the next song. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. <laughs> you can kind of hit the lights. Thank you guys for listening to the March 2018 episode of HTWOW. We hope to see at least one of you at the Clan of Zymox show at Curtain Club. So until we're back at you in April, for Toby, I'm Dave. We love you. Be well, Internet. So you can race, like you can ride through France. Yeah, I did that the other day. How'd it look? It looked good.